you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. This podcast is sponsored by Mass Mutual. Every way we look out for the ones we love is an act of mutuality. Mass Mutual can help with the financial ones. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. Before LinkedIn groups became as ubiquitous as they are today, today's guests saw an opportunity to use LinkedIn to better serve the queer community. A lifelong LGBTQ social activist, Dennis Falco started his OutBureau group on LinkedIn. The purpose of OutBureau is to provide a unique online community where queer people can review current and past employers from a queer perspective and connect companies, large and small, with a diversity of qualified LGBTQ job seekers. With over 44,000 members in his free community, Dennis has recently started OutBureau.com to make it even easier for queer employees to inform the rest of the community how an employer treats its queer employees and to better connect hiring employers with queer applicants. If you like this episode, please take a screenshot on your phone of this episode, share it on Instagram along with your favorite point or quote, and tag at Queer Money Podcast. Let's get started. Welcome, Dennis Velko of OutBureau. Back to the show. We appreciate having you. Oh, well, thank you so much, guys, for having me. I much appreciate your uh, interest in what I'm doing, both on LinkedIn and now that as part of my new venture and exciting phase in my life without Bureau. So much appreciated. Absolutely. And just to give our listeners a heads up, we attempted to record this interview about a week or so ago, but we had some technical difficulties and Dennis has been very kind and patient to let us give this a second chance. So thank you for that. Yay, Comcast no. and, and all their <laughs> <Yeah>. technical issues. <laughs> no worries at all. It happens to everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. You've built a great platform that David and I have been watching over the last couple of years, paying attention to mostly on LinkedIn, but you also have a website called OutBureau. What is OutBureau and, and why did you start it? OutBureau is a platform now, and I'm right now going through some technical changes. Like, for example, just SSL security layer. So going through some technical changes, but overall, what OutBureau is at its core is as if LinkedIn, you know, the world's largest professional networking website, where I run it, the largest LGBT group with, as of today, over 45,000 global members. And it is as if LinkedIn and Glassdoor.com, which is the world's largest employee rating system where employees can leave feedback anonymously for their employers, rate them on all kinds of you know things from the pros and cons in working there, a general review, a message to their employer. They can give feedback about you know what job title was at the time, pay rate, benefits, and so forth. That is a wonderful feedback mechanism and having people give insight because that provides people who are looking for a job great insight into that work culture and so forth before they go to apply. Looking at the space in the LGBT market space, you know, we have folks like the wonderful folks at HRC in Washington, D.C., who does the Corporate Equality Index. Where that is an invite list where the HR people of those large corporations, mostly Fortune 1000 level, are invited to participate in a survey. And the directors of the HR department fulfills out that information and provides it back to HRC to consolidate and so forth. Mm -hmm. But what I found in my 10 years of voluntarily building the LinkedIn group 
is that there are so many people on LinkedIn who even self-identify on their resume, let alone all the people who don't even self-identify and still are in the closet professionally, which is a huge portion of the community. But even for those people who are out on their resume, they have indicators, you know, that they are LGBT or that they've volunteered, although that's not necessarily an indication of their sexual orientation, that they volunteered for an LGBT organization, but, you know, 90% sure, right? Whether it's a bad design or not really the focus of LinkedIn and so forth, those people are still not, you know, in groups of any, not just mine, but any. And so what I have found in, you know, casual conversations, throughout the years and so forth is that still a lot of people, even though they they might be even out to their coworkers, they just feel just a level of trepidation and uh, fear about being out on a platform like LinkedIn, where any and everybody can go and see their profile. So seeing that and seeing the rise of the focus on diversity and inclusion, and now expanding that further to be in a welcoming space, there's actually several companies that I'm in dialogue with where they actually not only have a diversity inclusion program, but they actually have a HR person, an HR recruiter, that their sole job is to recruit LGBT people now. And of course, that's not excluding others and devaluing others. It's just that those businesses, very large corporations have realized the value that diversity brings to the table and how hard it is to find quality LGBT professionals to fill the open positions that they have. So that is the gist of the springboard as to the why out Bureau. So Bureau with the umlaut, which is German, I've lived in Germany for five years, means office. And when you say out Bureau, you can also kind of think of the news Bureau, news desk, Bureau being office. So I wanted a words that had both an English base and a European base. So now Out Bureau, as I'm growing it, is kind of as if LinkedIn and Glassdoor.com, you know, hooked up and had a little gay baby. Um, <laughs> you know, they're a modern couple. So, <laughs> <I love it. laughs> so, and here's the reason for it. In order to be a tool for corporations to identify great talent and have those great talent in a space in which they feel safe, that they feel welcomed and safe and networking with other peers, feel safe in putting out their professional information, put it into our searchable database repository. So both active and passive candidates can be found by the recruiters, a space for those recruiters to actively post their jobs. And I'll also be pooling and aggregating jobs. That's one of my next technology bits I'm actually working on this week with. So that even with, you know, companies before they even come on board, I'll still build that repository because it's a chicken and the egg thing. You know, I need to have those jobs listed to attract the people to put in their resume. I need the people in their resumes to attract the companies and the recruiters. It's a real chicken and the egg. So that's one of the things that I'm working on now in order to build the value in for both the professionals. And I want to say job seekers. It's kind of like even LinkedIn. People will go, oh my God, if I'm not looking for a job, what's the value of being on LinkedIn? That's right. so like, holy gamoli, are you kidding me? <laughs> There's a lot of value to being on LinkedIn when you're not job seeking. So whenever I owned my technology business process consulting business, probably about a third of my business came from my contacts on LinkedIn. One reason why the platform of that bureau 
and moving beyond just having the LinkedIn group, which is now branded as OutBureau on LinkedIn, is LinkedIn controls that platform. Okay. I am the quote unquote owner with little air quotes doing right now for you. I am the quote unquote owner of that group. However, I don't own it. LinkedIn could turn it off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. Literally, I don't control the features and the capabilities of the group. As a matter of fact, they've taken away many features that used to be there that we no longer have. And the ability to connect and create conversation and so forth in the group, you know, yes, you can post. And I'm not trying to obviously, hey, I'm running that. I want to devalue it too much here. But the abilities of a LinkedIn group is extremely limited. Right. So, so, Dennis, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you no for a second. So no really what you have is you have two pieces here. You have a LinkedIn group that mm-hmm. has 45,000 members, which allows you and the members of that group to use the tools that are available on LinkedIn for someone who is comfortable being out or someone who's comfortable being a part of the group and essentially using that group as for whatever means that they want, either to create mm-hmm. conversations or search for jobs or look for a mentor or things like that. And then you have your website, also called OutBureau at OutBureau.com. Mm-hmm. And that website is really more engaged in the process of connecting individuals with companies or allowing individuals to rate companies based on how they truly are treating their employees. So you kind of have two different spaces here, one for the employees to engage with each other, one for the employees to engage with the companies or vice versa, right? Well, yes, but it actually moves beyond that. So LinkedIn, again, it's because I've been doing that voluntarily, and my ex used to call me crazy for doing it so much and for free, OutBureau, which is O-U-T-B-U-R-O.com, is a place where Like LinkedIn, you can connect with other people, you can friend other professionals, you can search for them based on their public profile, whether they want to be a mentor or a mentee, whether they're searching for funding or a funder, a VC. So those attributes are in there. So that moves beyond the LinkedIn capabilities which is why I wanted to control my platform. Uh, You can join groups and participate in groups on OutBureau.com. They can be industry-based, corporate-based, like a corporate employee resource group kind of a base. The field is open for that. So that's where that is a lot like LinkedIn in the sense of connecting with other professionals, you know, or for whatever reason, you're connecting with that other person. You can communicate back and forth with each other without the limitations that LinkedIn places on you. You can do that on OutBureau. So that's kind of one feature. It's a community. Okay. So in addition to being a community where you don't have to be looking for a job, you could actually just be an entrepreneur and you want to discuss marketing of small businesses. Okay. Gotcha. You have that capability on outbureau.com. Now, if you do happen to be looking for a job or in the open to being receptive to a recruiter proactively contacting you, You can submit your resume to our searchable database where recruiters can search that. In addition, because having value into the space is understanding the policies and procedures of a company. So we take eight or nine factors into account. When we have a company listed, and anyone can add a company for free, 
a company can claim their listing and then control the content that reflects their company, but they cannot control the dialogue that is stated about their company. And we do have guidelines about you know how to interact. We don't just want defamatory content and someone going on on a rageaholic bender. We want quality content, and of course, for you to keep the information level to an anonymity level. So when you are posting in the community. We know who you are, the public, the other people know who you are, okay? That's public. My name out there is Dennis Falco. You know, when you friend me, you know who I am. But when that same person adds a company and or rates a company, that then is anonymous. We obviously have to know who you are for legal reasons and so forth. So what is nice is we capture, does a company have these policies? Yes, no, unknown sexual harassment policy, domestic partner benefits, transgender inclusive benefits, whether the company requires their vendors and contractors to abide by those same policies, whether if the company operates beyond their home country, whether they require those same policies and procedures in all the countries in which they do business. Let me just stop you there. Why do you think that is so important for out individuals or closeted individuals to be able to give that kind of rating or look for that kind of information when they're searching for an employer. Going to Out Bureau and finding out that those kind of policies exist or seeing how other individuals rate that company, why do you think that's important? Why did you add that feature? Well, it's important to their life, their quality of life, their job satisfaction, understanding their economic potential within that corporation, seeing if other people have reported that although they may have policies publicly, in reality, management at these locations, if you aren't white, heterosexual, and evangelical Christian, you're never going to get promoted, for example. So it affects them in all aspects of their life. And when you go and spend 8, 10, sometimes 12 hours a day and the vast majority of your time at your employer where you are making your income from and you want to know or you hope you will want to know and I hope to be the vehicle for you to know how it really is. Because here is the thing, for example, why is this important? In the United States, we have had sexual harassment policies on the federal and state books since 1978. All you have to do is turn on the news almost weekly. It goes through spurts, even on Fox Entertainment, and you will see high-profile sexual harassment cases one after the other. Those are only the ones that make national news, let alone the hundreds and thousands every week and month that happened throughout the United States where women and men are being sexually harassed in the workplace, even though we've had policies and laws since 1978. Okay, so there's a disconnect between policy, the good behavior, the intent of the company, and then what actually happens down rank. Okay, so having policies and procedures in place that are LGBT friendly are absolutely wonderful. I applaud every company out there who is doing that. That does not, however, mean that that company is devoid of harassment and issues that are discriminatory and negative toward their LGBT employees. Right. 
So it provides an opportunity for insight, visibility, accolades, and opportunities for improvement. Right. I think that part of the reason why I connected with you is I saw you post in the group about a study that was published called The Archives of Sexual Behavior. It was done Mm -hmm. by the University of Surrey. And since then, John and I have quoted that several times in our writing on Forbes and in our personal writing on our website. This whole idea that... (laughs) Even though a company has these policies in place, it still appears that individuals may use the sound of someone's voice, their facial features, or the way they look as a gauge to whether or not they think that individual is worthy of advancement or hiring those individuals. And that really what it came down to is this idea that these individuals either looked or sounded outside the norm. So their voice gave them away or sounded as if they were either lesbian or homosexual or their appearance gave them away as being either gay or lesbian. And even though those policies are in place, we still see that there's a problem that exists that these individuals are not getting promoted. Yes. And one very key point is it's the perception that they're LGBT. They may, in fact, be heterosexual, but they still get discriminated against as if they were simply based on those very short subconscious cues. That's why it's important to make change. (laughs) On your platform that allows individuals to rate a company, are they able to either through the system or organically note whether or not that company has LGBT people in positions of C and E-suite levels? As of right now, no, but that is a great thing that I could easily add. (laughs) Well, and the reason I ask that is it's great for a company in New York City to have sexual orientation and gender identity protections in their policies and procedures. And it's great for them to treat those individuals in New York City as fair as their straight counterparts. It's another thing how that company or the people that work for that company within the middle of the country treat LGBT people who happen to live in Alabama or, you know, Uh one of the central states. And I think that companies that have LGBT people in C-level and E-level positions, if everything trickles down from the top and those, right. and those LGBT people are in those positions, you're probably going to know whether or not that company authentically really appreciates those individuals. Right. It takes the leadership. And obviously, if the leadership fit that category, they're going to be more accepted. For example, if a female, heterosexual female, happens to be at a C-level position, they're probably going to be more women in management positions throughout the entire organization. Exactly. That's absolutely true. Again, I applaud those companies for having policies and procedures. I absolutely applaud HRC for championing the way and creating the corporate equality index and champion companies to strive to meet that 100% rating for them. However, what that doesn't do is it doesn't trickle down to all companies. It's invite only. It's Fortune 1000 level only. There is no feedback loop from the actual employees who work there. And so that is where OutBureau in that particular portion of this puzzle that is OutBureau fills. And what it does is allows any company, any size, anywhere in the world to be added. Mm, So... I have a a Mexican baker just two blocks up from my house. They employ about 12 people. An employee there, I'm pretty sure is gay. (laughs) Uh, So great pastries, FYI. That employee, you know, I've handed him my card. And if that employee wanted, 
he could go on to Out Bureau literally this afternoon and add that little local Mexican baker with 10 or 12 employees and rate that business. And, you know, hopefully, even though they may not have official policies, you know, hopefully he has a great working experience there and hopefully he'll rate them, you know, well. So that's what this does is it breaks down the barriers and opens up even for mid-sized companies, you know, to be able to participate and show what they're accomplishing in their business for the LGBT community and their employees, and those employees be able to provide them those accolades. Again, I'm not looking to be just a disparaging rant box here, but when you look at the forerunners in this space, when you look at Glassdoor.com, the average business has a 3.5 rating. Oh, wow. So, you know, you have so many people, you're dealing with humans and their employees and they make mistakes and they come to work with their biases and their prejudice and their learned past behaviors and so forth. And that's why you have to have policies and procedures. That's why you have to have internal education. That's why those things are so important. But, you know, if a company is kind of going with their blinders on and saying, oh, we have policies and we participate in the gay pride, parade in Albuquerque and Dallas and New York. And therefore, you know, we are an absolute stellar place to work for LGBT people. You know, okay, you might be pretty good, but that's not a true reflection. And I'm hoping that companies are going to be open to this and realize that, you know, again, there's study after study have come out to show that companies that focus on diversity, inclusion, and in a welcoming environment, literally impacts their bottom line to the positive. So this has an economic benefit to the corporation and their shareholders and their employees. I guess to a certain degree, then you have kind of a call to arms for individuals who work for these companies to go out there and rate their employers. You want individuals who are listening to this podcast. You want individuals who are part of the Out Bureau group on LinkedIn to take a few minutes and go out there and share their experience because it could be beneficial on the side of someone who is looking for a job to either want to work there or to maybe not want to work there. Absolutely. Right. So you're providing this as a service to our community, which I think is awesome. I love that idea because you mentioned this earlier, that there are a lot of individuals who still have not come out at work. And There are a variety of reasons for that, but probably the most important one is they don't feel comfortable coming out at work. And if they don't feel comfortable, right? If they don't feel comfortable, then maybe that's not the place for them to be for work. Maybe it's time for them to find a place where they can be their full, authentic selves when they come to work and not have to spend energy changing pronouns or energy dressing a certain way because they need to protect their identity from their colleagues. Exactly. And that is why I want LGBTQIAZBDs to come to our site. If you have a wonderful employer, you know, they have policies and procedures. And even if they don't have the formal policies and procedures, but you still have a wonderful work environment, you're treated with respect, you know you have upward mobility within your company, please come. Let the world know that that is a welcoming, outstanding place to go to work as an LGBT employee. I absolutely 150% want that, you know, and we'll also have the negative stories along the way. I want it to be absolutely clear that my objective is to shine light and accolades and opportunities for improvement will come up as just part of normal 
dialogue. But yes, I want everyone out there to come to the site, make sure their company is listed. If not, add it to it for free. You join the site for free. It doesn't cost you anything, nothing, zero. You can also, if you own your own business or if you are a professional in a particular space, you're a professional in internet communications and satellite communications. Wonderful. Come join the site. And guess what? You actually can use our site just like you can on LinkedIn. You can use our site as a blog and you can provide articles and create notice for yourself so that recruiters see, you know, hey, this guy or this gal is uh, posting all kinds of content about, you know, internet connectivity and satellite communications. That's just the kind of person we're looking for, you know? So as soon as we get off the interview here, I'm going to hop onto appyourho.com and rate Debt Free Guys is perfect. (laughs) 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 Actually, what I want to touch on, you know, you mentioned that you know from being on LinkedIn so much that there are a lot of people who are LGBT who are not out, at least by all indications, on LinkedIn. And we just know that anecdotally that there are a lot of people who aren't out at work. I think it would be very powerful if we could get more people to come out at work, especially in the higher up positions. Any suggestions on your part on how we can sort of have a national coming out at work day? (laughs) (laughs) National coming out at work day. You know, that's a real toughie. You know, it's very individualistic to that person. I mean, having that would be awesome. But I mean, when, when I look at the actual individual, there's a lot of reasons why. You know, whether they've had the family support and or feel, you know, a little bit isolated and or trepidation about that. And it could be having coworkers and management above them who they know are not friendly to the LGBT community and, you know, have made negative comments and so forth at work. I'd say probably the best thing to do in order to have that, you know, kind of utopia coming out at work day is if you are LGBT plus, if your organization has a employee resource group to join it, to meet them for coffee, to do their outings and get to know others so that you can build your level of confidence and know that you have support and camaraderie and a voice with management because, you know, it's not a union, but it's a collective. Okay. If you don't have a resource group, start it. All you have to do is for those people that you know are LGBT, you know, create a bowling league, go bowling, go grab pizza, go grab a beer together or something and get out of the office where you know that your conversations, you know, won't be monitored. You feel safe in your dialogue and just create those networking of your peers at works to and eventually maybe once you get enough organized to, you know, make it kind of official with HR that you have an employee resource group. And there's resources out there. There's out at work. There's lots of resources to kind of guide one in it. And or I completely welcome someone more knowledgeable in those spaces and than myself to contribute those kind of content to Out Bureau and or redirect them to their own website. That's totally fine. One thing, though, on the the whole technical side of the machine, don't go out right now, right after this and rate your business. Uh, (laughs) Because what I've done is we've completely revamped the company rating system. We had some technical issues, but I'm rebuilding that. I will actually email you when I have that ready again. <laughs> the, the, rate, the rating out there right now doesn't have all the bells and whistles and boxes and so forth that I would 
love for you to fill out. Okay, yes, I'll be patient. I won't, hold it, I won't hold it against you that you're also the company owner. Okay, <laughs> I'll take a review. That's David has 51% ownership. I have 49. No. <laughs> there you go. That's great. There um, there's go. also great resources on the Human Rights Campaign website about how to create yes. uh, BRGs and ERGs. So you can go there and get some guidance as well. I mean, that'd be a great resource for that too. I can do searches as well, but I've been trying to put resources. I've just been in technical land for the last month. So my new blog postings have been nil, but that's one thing I'm also trying to do is, you know, pulling resources together, kind of a list instead of people having to go to Google and search everything and kind of look over stuff. So when I do that, I validate the links, make sure they're still in existence and so forth. I'll put that on my um, article schedule to pull together an article about information for creating an ERG. Yeah, that'd be great. Here's a quick word from our sponsor. If, like us, you're getting to a time in your life when you're starting to think about the financial ways of protecting your loved ones, Mass Mutual is there to help. Now let's get back to the show. If I can, I'd like to sort of redirect the conversation a little bit. There's been a trend at Debt Free Guys and Queer Money, and we've also noticed some other business partners and colleagues, Dominique Jackson to be one, who we're starting to notice that there are a lot of businesses who will put rainbow images on their social media profiles, who will share LGBT content during the month of June, who will attend mm-hmm. Pride. But then there's a dearth of visible support of our community the other 11 months of the year, and you never see an LGBT couple or person in advertising. Are you noticing right. this trend? And if you are, do you have any suggestions on how we can maybe get inclusion and diversity all year long? Yes, I have very much noticed it. I was finding it a little comical as I was adding businesses to the directory and, you know, their logo was completely redesigned as a rainbow. You know, again, thank you, applaud it, you know, and all that, you know, good stuff. But at the same time, you know, what else? How do we get that the rest of the year? I think it's through all of us doing the work that we're doing and for others to have the courage to create businesses, whether consulting or, you know, with the companies on coaching them. Really, it's about us being out loud, proud and visible. I've had a statement on my LinkedIn group for years. And what it simply is, is visibility leads to awareness and awareness leads to equality. Part of what you're talking about, it can be slightly rephrased in where visibility leads to awareness and awareness leads to demand because companies really need to see and understand the power, the economic power, the economic value and diversity and inclusion in order to put money in their marketing. For example, we just this last weekend was sitting, my partner and I watching TV and, you know, it just is a reality. Holy gamoly, what happened in the last six months? Like 30 to 40% of all commercials are interracial couples. We've noticed that too. (laughs) I mean, all, I mean, it's a huge amount. We didn't see that three years ago. It's kind of like that for the LGBT community. And sometimes, you know, good advertisers, I'll say, and good companies will sneak in that, you know, out of, say, 10 couples in their marketing imagery. And 
commercial, they'll sneak in that male male couple or that female female couple. That's great. That's all the visibility, you know, visibility. It's representation of, you know, where we are and, you know, population and so forth. Awesome. So where we get there is I don't think we need a strong arm. We don't need to muscle the corporations and do, hey, you're not advertising, you know, LGBT all the time. And therefore, we're going to boycott you or whatever. I don't believe in that. I just believe in doing things proactively, being visible and making sure they see us and the value that we have. And I hope Out Bureau will be part of that. My goal, because right now, boy, if you search corporate equality index and press release, you're going to see companies of those thousand companies that get invited to participate. You're going to see a huge amount of press releases where companies are, you know, so proud that they reached 100% of the self-reported corporate equality index from HRC. Okay, wonderful. No disrespect to it at all. Although I do say it's sometimes I'm kind of cynical. So <laughs> now I'm in the business of making it real, right. creating yeah, visibility. Exactly. So therefore, I'm hoping within two years that companies are doing press releases about making a certain percentage or certain you know ranking on outbureau.com, like they even do for glassdoor.com, you know, relating it directly to something in the industry. I also would like to point out for you and your listeners that this is the only the second diversity-focused employee corporate rating system in the world. We have Glassdoor.com, who is the leader, the champion. Then Indeed.com, which is a general job board. Monster.com, which is a general job board. There's also Fairy Godboss. hate the name. But Fairy Godboss is a site specifically for females, of people who identify as female gender, so forth. So this now is the second minority-focused site in the world. There is no site like this that focuses on, for example, African-American community or Latino community or veterans community, which I'm also a U.S. veteran. There's no other. And so this is, although not cutting edge, we've done it before. I mean, it's been done before. And that's what really drove me to do this. It's a proven business model. Mm -hmm. By the way, Glassdoor.com just three months ago got bought for a huge amount of money by the same people who own Indeed.com. What's nice about this is, yes, it's LGBT focused, but it's corporate. It's supporting entrepreneurs. I want information to support entrepreneurs. I want information about improving your resume and improving your skills. And I want industry information about whatever you happen to do. So it's an open platform, but it has a focus on professionalism, entrepreneurialism, and of course, creating that visibility in the corporate world and local business as well for the LGBT community and the workspace. So what's nice is this is not bleeding edge. It's been done, but it just hasn't been done in this niche market. I think it's a great platform. And I think it is cutting edge. I think you're improving the process and making an easier, more usable, user-friendly platform for our community. And so I kind of redirect with what you were just saying there a little bit as well, you know, because you're focused on entrepreneurship, you're focused on people advancing their careers and improving their lives and their families' lives. Dave and I have noticed as well that our community, specifically maybe more so gay men, especially during the Trump administration, seems to be very focused on sex and maybe an unhealthy focus on politics and pop culture. Do you notice that kind of a trend? And do you have any, as an online entrepreneur, any recommendations on how to 
get our community to focus more on bigger, positive, better things? Yeah. Wow. Boy, that's a, that's a huge basket to unload. <laughs> um, your comment of focusing on sex. I'll tell you from my experience on LinkedIn, the most repressed societies are those also who exhibit the most outlandish sexual behavior when given the opportunity. Okay. For example, you know, you have the Muslim countries who are, I appreciate all world religions and faiths, but, you know, reality is it's a fairly oppressed environment that they live in. You know, they're literally, their country laws are based on their scripture and, you know, women can't be visibly seen and so forth. So I won't go down the whole description of that because I don't want to offend anybody if I happen to misspeak. But what I have found on LinkedIn, because I do moderate heavily to keep it corporate and office friendly. And over the years, I have had very inappropriate profiles try to join the group. Full-on nudity, full-on spread eagle, full-on cheeks spread out, and you know, just everything you could imagine. I will tell you the vast majority came from the Middle Eastern countries. And the reason is, yeah, my feeling, my deduction based on my experiences is because in their society, they're so repressed. And so LGBT people, really the only things we have in common is our sexuality, what we do in our bedroom, okay? That's really the only thing that unites me with the gay couple down the street. You know, although we do have some other interest in common as well, but when you boil it all down, it's really that. And, you know, that's sometimes when you see where people get kind of a little up in arms over the pride parades and, you know, you're not going to see anything more you wouldn't see on a European beach, but, you know, people kind of get a little out there over, you know, the guys in the Speedos on the throwing beads and the women walking around with pasties and so forth. But what it does is it's kind of your base outlet and expression. And if you look at, you know, like Mavlov's hierarchy of needs, from a psychological perspective, and you understand that food, shelter, and sex are at the base level of needs, you then get up into more altruistic mental capacity and satisfaction as you move up that hierarchy of needs. And when you as a country like the United States, are supposed to be setting the example for the world, and when we're a joke in many ways, when you're supposed to be the example, and when you have come out of a very friendly administration who made great strides, (laughs) and then you have a clown who tries to you know, undermine everything that has been done and is, you know, kind of hell bent on taking away rights and liberties. You know, how does one constructively and individually move against that to protect and keep the movement forward? It's a very difficult thing. And, you know, sometimes people will immediately go back to that base need, that base foundation in the psychological structure of hierarchy of needs and just kind of act out. I've lived in Washington, D.C., and, you know, any time that there is an ultra-conservative administration, 
I mean, frankly, the debauchery in Washington, D.C. is almost uh, just unparamount. Oh, I and, there. <laughs> <laughs> I <know. laughs> you, and then then you get an administration who's open and welcoming and friendly and all of a sudden, you know, everyone's just having martinis in their suits and ties. Well, and I think so, that's why Dave and I focus so much on we can do a lot in politics, but politics ebbs and flows with what our influence is, you know, depending on who's in yeah. power, who has the majority. If we can continue to prove to businesses, show to businesses that diversity and inclusion improves their bottom line. It helps their shareholders. It fills their paychecks. It helps their employees. That can be consistent regardless of who's in power. Yes, it absolutely can. You know, how do we do it? Again, I think it's, you know, being visible, having folks who, you know, kind of rally the, you know, not call the basses, but, you know, rally others to, you know, it's not to rise to, but it's to, you know, get on those causes. And be out, you know, like even on the group on LinkedIn, you can actually join the group. And I really champion the feature with LinkedIn to be able to hide a group from your profile. So you can actually join the group on LinkedIn and the rest of the 45,000 global members and hide the group from your profile. So there's no reason not to join. Yeah, if you go to your group profile settings, that's one of the options there. And if you're not comfortable at all, no problem. Join us on outbureau.com, O-U-T-B-U-R-O.com. And join us there. You know, it is public. But what I have found is like I've seen people I've connected with a lot on Facebook and they're not out on LinkedIn. But, you know, great torso shots on Facebook. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, that leads me to my um, final question then. How can our listeners join the Out Bureau community? We do have a Facebook page. I've not launched a group there just administratively. So you can actually find us on Facebook. That's liking us on Facebook. Joining LinkedIn. If you go to LinkedIn and you search just Out Bureau, O-U-T-B-U-R-O, O-U-T-B-U-R-O, it'll pop up. If you just type LGBT in the top search bar, make sure that the settings, if you don't see it right away, that you have the uh, group selected if it's not automatically, but it typically comes up number one. That's just to join the LinkedIn group. Separately, I don't cross-pollinate in the sense that if you join the LinkedIn group, I don't automatically add you to the website and vice versa. If you join the website, I do not automatically add you to the LinkedIn group. So each person has to make their own decisions on where they want to be. And I respect that. So if you just go to outbureau.com, Everyone can join for free. We're similar to kind of the Facebook model and the LinkedIn model most closely where the corporations who participate, that's where I'm looking at the funds for my income from. So for every single person to join is uh, free to join and use. Hopefully that will further incentivize folks to get out there and share their knowledge. I will want to make one point is when we're looking for those reviews, we do not allow reviews for a company where your experience was beyond five years ago. Oh, gotcha. Just because, yeah, just because it's not as pertinent to today, anything within the last five years, we strongly welcome and encourage folks to come join us and leave those outstanding positive reviews. And I will have the whole review system potentially back to where it should be by the end of the day. It's my uh, focus. Well, thank you so much. I think you're creating a great platform. And to the extent that you're improving an existing process, I think you're on the cutting edge. So on behalf of David and me and the LGBT community, uh, thank you. And thank you for coming on our show. 
Well, I, I much appreciate that. Any leads for companies, any diversity folks out there, recruiters and so forth, we have our contact list. I'm pretty open to get folks on board. And of course, would love to talk with companies about partnering with them and even doing internal uh, surveys of their employees without it being public at first, because I know folks might want to do some improvement before they get reviews. And I'm very open to working with diversity coaching professionals and directly in the uh, HR companies to get that valuable feedback on a platform where their employees know that they're going to be anonymous. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis, for coming on our show and sharing how you and your platforms are helping build a stronger queer community with better job opportunities and giving us a place to share our lived experiences at work. If you're a queer person looking for a new job or want to share how your current or previous employer treated you as a queer person, please join Dennis's group, OutBureau, on LinkedIn or his website, OutBureau.com. If you like this episode, please take a screenshot on your phone of this episode, share it on Instagram along with your favorite point or quote, and tag at Queer Money Podcast. To learn more about our sponsor, Mass Mutual, or to find an advisor, visit MassMutual.com. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.